Better and Longer with The Fitness Show, hosted by fitness expert, author, and TV personality, Fitz Kohler. She'll tell you why diets are dumb, supplements are snake oil, and the truth about how you can earn a lean, hard, pain-free, and athletic body. Now for our favorite bossy blonde, Fitz Kohler. Hi team, I'm Fitz Kohler, your fitness expert from fitness.com, and welcome to The Fitness Show. Oh, it's been a long time since I've done a podcast episode, and what I've been experiencing is close to writer's block, but it's podcaster's block. Uh, To be honest with you, I've dealt with two different things holding me back. Number one is ongoing chemo (laughs) is keeping me tired and fairly unproductive sometimes, but yeah, fatigue makes me not want to do this kind of work. And then the other thing is that I have felt obligated to do an episode providing an update on my breast cancer situation. And I've been stuck in the mud thinking I can't talk about anything else until I give these sweet people an update. And I've tried. Over the past couple of weeks, I've tried several times to record an episode and I've gotten through big chunks of it, even one show I thought was complete, but I loathe talking about sickness and cancer and myself. And so each time I recorded those episodes, I decided I I don't like it. I don't want to publish this. And in fact, yesterday I tried three different times and deleted it all. So what I have decided is that I'm not going to do a breast cancer breast cancer update right now. I'm just not. I don't want to get into the weeds of it. I don't like talking about it. It wasn't a fun experience. In fact, it was a really bad experience um, (laughs) with some some bright spots, of course, but I just don't want to. Uh, I can tell you that I am writing a book and I'm pretty far into it right now and it's a lot easier to talk about that stuff in writing. Um, I'm just right now not cut out for going through the uh, ugly details. I've been, I'm just not. So I tried and it's what's held me back. And now I've decided to give myself permission not to record that episode. And that's the way it's going to be. So instead, we're going to talk about the things I like to talk about, which is fitness and health and exercise and all sorts of things. So I want to start out with very exciting updates. Uh, Several of my hotties, the people that Uh, Work with me online if you're unfamiliar. I host on Facebook a group. It's called the Hottie Body Fitness Challenge, and it's composed of about 2,000 spectacular people. Of course, we've got the word hottie body. That's got a kind of a funny evolution, but really, they're just regular Joes and Janes just trying to do better, and they're awesome. These are people that I love. They, uh, if they're trying to lose weight, they utilize my exact formula for weight loss. If you've not read it, I encourage you to go to fitness.com. Right on the cover is this article, the exact formula for weight loss. If you are sick of diets and spending your money on supplements and snake oil and shakes and protein powders and wraps and all sorts of garbage that will never, ever, ever get you to the point B, I encourage you to read this article. It will basically teach you how to eat the right amounts of the right foods for the specific size you personally would like to be. There's no gimmick to it. It's all just science. Do a little bit of math and boom, you have your exact formula for weight loss, which will be your specific Uh, caloric budget. And uh, it works. It works. And 
So it's interesting. I've got some people who utilize the formula. And Michael Jones is a great example. I love pointing to Michael Jones. But Michael Jones was pretty darn overweight when we met. And he had been trying a bunch of silly diets and things. And eventually he, he said, okay, I'm going to give this formula a try. And Michael has lost, golly, I think he's upwards about 90 pounds. And not only has he lost 90 pounds, but he's running super quick marathons right now. And he's in He's working on his Captain America body, which I love. And that's that's kind of the thing is you you work on exercising and strength training and cardio and flexibility. You do all the right things while you're eating wisely, sh shedding those layers of fat. And I say shedding, but it kind of is like a snake. You pull that weight off and then boom, there you are, right? And so now Michael's in this great stage of fun where he can pick and choose. Okay, he gets to be the sculptor. I want broader shoulders. I want more defined abs, whatever it may be. But he gets to be Michelangelo, play Michelangelo on his own body, which I love. So um, started off with the exact formula for weight loss. That's what my hotties do or a lot of people I work with, even if they're not hotties. And then through the hottie challenge, I provide daily specific workouts, strength training workouts and cardio and encourage everyone to pursue balance and flexibility training. So Nonetheless, the few people I'm going to talk to about move right now, they're hotties, and I love them. Number one is Katie Stefaniak, who I met Katie, I don't know, six, seven years ago with her husband, Jason, at Walt Disney World Marathon. I was teaching my strength training for runners clinic. Jason got uh, suckered into being a volunteer and did a fabulous job, but I love these two, and they've lost a ton of weight, led a couple of pounds jump back on and what I am so proud of Katie is that she decided to put her foot down and and much like normal people Katie got a little slack with her formula let things go maybe thought oh I can't do it because I'm busy or whatever well Katie and Jason are going to Hawaii in a couple weeks and you know what that is all the incentive that woman needed to jump back into her formula hardcore and she's lost about 20 pounds in the past couple of months and she looks fabulous and I'm really excited that when she gets to Hawaii she's going to feel great about herself. She looks beautiful and fit and she deserves to have a great time. Even if she hadn't lost the 20 pounds, she deserves to have a great time. Uh, but I'm really proud of the progress she's made and overall Katie's dropped a ton of weight, way more than 20 pounds. But in the recent future, or in the in the recent past, it's about 20, and that's, that's a colossal difference in your body. 20 pounds? It's a big, big deal. So high fives to Katie. And then Timothy Powell is another one. K Timothy lost I, 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 the numbers. I do have chemo brain, so please forgive me for not getting the numbers exactly right, but I'm pretty sure Tim's lost way over 100 pounds. And um, I had the luxury of being with him at his first 5K where I came to Michigan. And he surprised me. I didn't even know he was there. He came running towards the finish line screaming like a banshee, hugged me fits. And I was so confused until he gave me the big hug. And I went, oh, it's Tim. So that was great. And then he ran his first 10K. And I announced that race too. And then he, uh, he ran his first half marathon. And I got to be at the finish line for that. And then recently... He ran his first marathon, and uh, Jen Blumetti ran her first marathon that day, too, which was spectacular. But Timothy's been putting all this effort into running, and you know it's a chronic <sighs> occurrence where marathoners, people that are running 
lots and lots of miles every week, 50, 60, 70 miles, are gaining weight while doing it. Uh, run training has tons of benefits, but the mindset it inflicts on people participating is almost cruel. They get hungry, and they also think, gee, I'm training for a marathon. I can eat every, every, anything I want, and that's just simply not true. So Tim had put on a few extra pounds and crossed the finish line in the marathon, and I had the great luxury of going to dinner with him and some friends that night, and Tim said, no, I'm ready to move forward again. And he's using all that discipline and determination he put into crossing the finish line of a full marathon now into his exact formula for weight loss. And he has lost almost 20 pounds since, which is incredible, possibly a little bit too fast. But you know what happens is when you start utilizing your caloric budget, your body just says, okay, I'm going to go down and be the size you're telling it to be. That's where I'm going to go. If you adopt your exact formula for weight loss, your body will respond. And Tim is right there. It's I don't think he said 20 pounds yet, but um, he's almost at 20. And I believe he wants to lose 30 something more. And I have full faith he is going to do it because he's demonstrated that he's a guy with major discipline. And again, I've got Scott Gardner who also ran that marathon. He's a, a big deal runner, and he just decided enough's enough. You know, here's the deal. Running is good for everybody. Running heavy is hard. Running with extra weight on your body is hard. It's akin to running with a 50-pound backpack on your back or a 30-pound, whatever extra weight you're carrying. That doesn't make it any easier. So when you pull off the weight as a runner, your joints get a reprieve. Your bones get a reprieve. Your muscles don't have to work at hard. Everything becomes a little bit easier when you unload some of that excess weight. So Scott's down almost 10 pounds, and I'm super excited about that. So those are just a few examples of people that are accomplishing extraordinary things. And a reminder to you, if you've not utilized the formula yet, what are you waiting for? You really think you're going to keep going down the path of this diet's going to work for you and you're going to be the one keto guy on a planet that has long-term success without any bizarre freak side effects? No, it's not going to be you. So stop wasting your time. You're going to do the cabbage soup diet and have success? No, nobody ever has long-term success on that. So join me with rationalism and science and just learn how to be moderate, how to choose more healthy foods than not. And then there's a certain limit. We all have our limits in everything we do and you'll have a caloric budget. And once you hit your caloric budget for the day, you stop eating. It's a simple boundary and you'll learn to manage it. And here's the deal. My people using the exact formula for weight loss, including me, they're not hungry. They're not miserable. They're not restricted from any particular type of food. You don't have to give up white food or beer or chocolate. You just have to make sure you're eating more healthy foods than not. And the fun stuff, the extras, the not so healthy foods, you can have a little bit of those in moderation. And you learn how to squeeze those into your budget daily. But the formula works. And I really want you all to be in a body that performs well functions as you need it to and you feel good about so you know those are reasonable expectations and you should have them but you got to put in the work you got to first do the research and learn how to do it it's just eating folks and uh once you learn how to do it it should it should be fairly simple to continue for the rest of your life so 
I'm going to throw in a little bit about me. So I'm back at the gym. I had to take I had to take a few months off um, during the meanest part of my chemo. And um, yeah, I, I literally couldn't exercise at all other than stretching. But I was sick. I was, I was violently ill every day for five and a half months or so. And so there was a gap between um, maybe a couple of months where I couldn't go to the gym at all. And then I started getting back with simple things, stretching in the pool. And then I started swimming a little bit in the pool. And then I did some laps, which feels so good. And uh, strength training is my number one priority. I'm in there doing it all the time. And I'm a lot less than I was. And that's okay, right? I've been through the ringer this year. My body just can't do what it used to do. It doesn't look the way it used to. Um, I'm, I'm much lighter now, which I don't enjoy. I've lost a lot of muscle, but I am hell bent to get back to where I want to be. So there's, you know, the disappointing part of losing a lot of the health and fitness that I had, but then there's a little bit of excitement in working towards something. Um, for many years, I've I've been on cruise control because I was super fit and I was in a body I loved and my body could do all the things I wanted it to do. So I really wasn't pushing the envelope. I would challenge myself, but I wasn't, there was no big goal. If that, that makes sense. You know, I did what felt good, what was fun to me. I lived a life pursuing athletic adventure, but physically I didn't really have any big specific goals. And now I do. <laughs> Now I want to gain 13 pounds of muscle back, and I want to be strong again, and I want tremendous cardiovascular capacity again. I want my flexibility back. I want it all. And sure, does it stink that I've lost things? Yes. But is it cool that now I'm on a fierce mission to be super fit? Absolutely. So I start slow. I am still doing chemo. And although you see my smiling face on social media and go, wow, she looks great, and I appreciate that, the reality is is I'm still 30% of what I should be. I still have um, pretty big issues with fatigue from the chemo, and my stomach's a mess. And so I do the best that I can. And it's interesting. I could go into a gym and think, oh, I'm not her anymore. I'm not that powerhouse that I felt like I was. I'm not doing all the things I did before. And it's true, I'm not. But I show up to the gym and I'm so happy to be at the gym because there was a chunk of time where I couldn't be there. I couldn't at all. I couldn't go for a walk around the block. So the fact that I get to walk into that gym to do something is a big victory every single time. And, you know, I strength training is my my love affair. Golly, it's the thing I love the most. And I wish everybody would give it more of a try because I truly feel that you would all fall deeply in love with it as I have because it feels so good and it's very empowering to me. It's the time where I feel like Fitz Kohler when I'm sitting on that hack squat with my feet on that platform and I'm pushing and I feel like, hell yeah, I am Fitz Kohler. I'm strong. So um, I love being there. But again, I'm lifting way less than I used to. And I will, I don't know, I'll do 10 lunges and then I have to take a break. I have to sit down. <laughs> I need to get my heart rate back down. So, you know, there's there's a mix of stuff going on there. It's, it's triumphs and 
oh gosh, here I am. I need to take a break, but I'm okay taking those breaks because when I'm done with the break, I get to exercise again. I'm in, I've been going into the pool area and what I have found over my entire life is when whether I've broken my foot or I've torn my hamstring or I had knee surgery or I was pregnant or any of the above type of injuries, ailments a person can have, the pool has always been this sanctuary for me. Almost in all cases, other than when I had, you know, a cast on, I've been able to get in the pool and swim or walk or doggy paddle or just move about and it's a place where heat is not a factor. You don't, I'm not worried about getting overheated or dehydrated or any of those things. So I have been going into the pool area at my gym. Now I'm so fortunate. And I'm going to give a huge shout out to who's probably not listening, but Joe Cerulli is the uh, president, the creator of the Gainesville Health and Fitness Centers here where I live in Gainesville, Florida. And there's three of them. And he started off, he, he bought his first gym. He was homeless. He was living in his vehicle and he put money down. It was the last few dollars he had, but he put it down to open his first Gainesville Health and Fitness Center. And he's built these extraordinarily beautiful, well-equipped, uh, comfortable centers where absolutely everybody can feel good about participating. And he, he's just such, he's done such an extraordinary job. And for a kind of small town like Gainesville to have these beautiful fitness centers is a real gift to us. And there's some more competitors that have come in here bringing some nice gyms. But I, I, I truly am grateful to Jim, uh, Jim, to Joe. And a little sidebar is he, he really cares about his customers to the nth degree. He's such a good man. And, and anyone walking through those doors who has ever met Joe will say the same as, as well as employees. I used to teach fitness there when I was in grad school and Joe has just been, you know, I, I left teaching fitness there, but Joe and I have continued on with a long-term friendship. And even though I've never owned a health club, nor do I ever want to or plan to, he's been a great source of advice. You know, whenever I've needed some actual business advice, he's always been so incredibly supportive of me. And I'm, I'm truly grateful for that. But he saw me kind of scrawny a few months ago and said, What's going on? Well, he knew what was going on, but he ordered me a case of Core Power chocolate milk just so I could have some extra calories. He bought them for me and his staff carried them out to my car and, you know, just a thoughtful, generous guy. So getting that out of the way, I love you, Joe Cerulli. Um, his pool area in our main, and there's three gyms. The big gym has a pool, has a basketball court, it has everything. But there's a lap pool, which is giant and fabulous. And then there's one of those icy cold pools, which is about the size of a decent sized hot tub. And then there's an actual hot tub. And then there's a warm pool. And the warm pool is at about 94 degrees all the time. And at that temperature, for most folks, you won't overheat the way you will in a hot tub. And people go in there to do therapy. They have some uh, gentle joint classes for people with arthritis. And people go in there and stretch. And I have been going in that warm pool. First of all, I'm totally a chicken with cold water. But you can walk straight into this pool and just feels good. Ah, So I bring my pool strength training equipment. And 
because I cannot run yet, and I cannot run because I don't think my cardiovascular capacity could handle it right now, nor can my left boob handle it because it's still super sore from surgery and radiation. Uh, So no bouncing for me yet. Um, But in that pool, I can go through all sorts of range of motion activities with my strength training equipment, and it feels so good. It's been this sanctuary for me where I can get a really good workout, both cardio and strength training and flexibility in this warm pool. And the size of that pool is probably as big as someone would have in their backyard. So it's a decent size. It's not tiny. And it's about four or four and a half feet deep in some places. Anyways, this is the deal. I get a great workout in there, but I meet some really cool people. Now, the people I mostly meet in the pool are senior citizens. And there's not a lot of, you know, 20, 30, 40-somethings hitting the warm pool up. And they're seeking out gentle workouts. But we end up chit-chatting, right? This is my new squad. My new squad is a senior citizen crowd at the gym because I see them all the time. And they're social. And it's great. So I go through the motions of my exercises while talking with Marty and Dan and Jenny and Nestle. And I love these people. And, and there's a few golden nuggets I've taken from them that I have just thought, you know, I want to share with my podcast listeners because, you know, some of you are in your 70s, but I do have a lot of the younger crowd. And it's unfortunate that many people wait till their golden years to have these epiphanies. So number one is Marty. Marty is so cute. I love Marty. I would say, I would guess she's in her mid to late 70s. And Marty told me the first time we met that she has Alzheimer's. She's in the early stages of Alzheimer's, but she is dedicated to coming in and exercising because her doctor told her that exercise would be really good for her brain and it would help delay the uh, progress of her Alzheimer's as well. She wanted to lose a little weight and be really active. So Marty's in there two hours a day Bless her heart. I love this woman. She's very sweet. Now, I think she's still very sharp. In fact, I the second time I saw her, I fully expected her maybe not to recognize me, and she yelled out, hey, Fitz, which was great. Um, but yeah, it's great for your brain. It's really good for your brain. And so you can look up, Google it, brain health. How does exercise affect brain health? It's a tremendous boost to your brain health. In fact, with my chemo brain, I'm hoping all my exercise contributes to getting me out of this fog sooner rather than later. But brain health, that's why she's in there. And it also is working wonderfully for her body. And then there's a number one, another woman, I can't remember her name, but she said that she comes every day because her doctor told her she better keep moving or else she won't be able to. And so it really is true. If you don't use it, you lose it. And she is simply motivated because she wants to keep moving. She doesn't want to become stiff and sore and weak and debilitated. And life doesn't get any easier as you get older. Well, at least that part of it doesn't get any easier. So we have to put in effort today to continue our ability to do great things moving forward. You you can't hit 75 and decide, okay, now I'm going to be really strong and I'm going to start doing this. I mean, sure, you can start at any time, but, you know, fitness is for today. Fitness is for longevity. And that's really what I want you guys is to live well and to live long. 
And if you continue put it to put in the effort, you should continue to live well long-term. And you may hit bumps in the road like I am today or someone with a sprained ankle or whatever, but we get through these things if we're fortunate. And then we get to go be in our 70s, working out at the gym, feeling great because we always have done it. Um, ran into my friend Nancy Griffin yesterday. She also is in her 70s and she looks great. I said, Nancy, you look so fit. And she says, well, I do a lot of work on my posture and my balance. And yes, that's what we all should be doing. You know, in our younger years, we focus on our vanity, right? We exercise for vanity. And sometimes we're exercising because we want to go do something. And I know a lot of people in that category because I work in the endurance race industry and people have to prepare. But working on your posture, come on, folks, we want to stand up straight between the time we start standing and the time we can no longer breathe. You know, we just, I want good posture. I want to stand up straight. Um, so that stuff matters. You have to put in the effort, stretching, working on your balance. I ask this question all the time at my clinics, but why do we do balance training? Why? So we don't fall down. <laughs> you know what? When we, when I fell down, when I was in elementary school, it hurt, but I always bounced back up, right? I was running in my neighborhood, I don't know why, but chasing a kid or something, and I tripped and fell, boom. Do you know how hard the concrete feels as a grown-up? Hitting the ground as a grown-up hurts really, really bad. But fortunately, when I hit the ground, that concrete, I was still sturdy and strong. I don't want to hit the ground when I'm 75 or 85. I just don't want that to happen. So balance training, we can prevent those falls. I mean, on occasion, even the person with the best balance is going to trip over something and it just happens but we can prevent many 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 falls by putting a little effort into that and how do you do that just stand on one foot stand on one foot wave your arms around stand on one foot close your eyes and wave your arms around and try and stay upright stand on a bosu or a balance disc or a pillow there are things you can do to challenge your balance and you should um i have a buddy nestle nestle is originally from haiti and he immigrated here, and he's a proud American. He's retired Navy. I love this guy. And, you know, he just comes in. He was dan he dances sometimes. Uh, I guess his Caribbean culture brought him up, and he's a very, very smooth dancer. But he's just in there because he knows it makes him a better person. So um, when you wake up in the morning and maybe you thought about exercising, but you're going to bail on it, don't bail. Think about all my 70-something-year-old friends finding a way to do it because at that point in their life, they're desperate to keep it, right? They want to keep their fitness. They want to keep any um, ounce of health and strength that they have, and it matters to them, and it should matter to all of you. Uh, I really, <laughs> I love these people. It's funny. My squads have changed, right? Uh, my squads used to be, well, are still my runners. I guess I have a lot of squads, but this year my squad was a bunch of chemo patients in the infusion room. And then when I left chemo or chemo all the time, I'm still doing chemo, but then I had my radiation folks and now I have the pool folks, <laughs> my pool squad. And it's, you know, I, they're very wonderful people. In fact, we're so lucky that um, most people are good, right? On occasion, there's a turkey, but for the most part, people are good. And in speaking of good people, I want you guys to know that I see you all in my gym all the time. Now, I would say 98% of you listening 
are nowhere near Gainesville, Florida. But as I walk around each day, I see you in my mind. Oh, there's Kelly Campbell. And I see um, Kim Sheroff. And I see Phil Cordero. I see so many of you roaming around my gym. And maybe they're kind of doppelgangers, but I think you're just on my mind. I think you're always on my mind. I saw Lori Weiner in the gym the other day. It was not Lori Weiner. I see Dee Marie Bataille from California. She wasn't there, but I see you because I'm constantly thinking about you. And um, I'm very fortunate to have you on my squad. <laughs> it makes me super happy. Oh, oh, this is my other guy I want to tell you about before I stop talking about that is um, there's a guy at my gym, an older gentleman who I met in the, well, I didn't really meet him. I've never really met him, but he shows up in the warm pool and he has had a stroke and I'm, I'm guessing he's had a stroke, but he's got one side of his body is a little bit limited. And um, what's nice to me, I don't know how he feels about it, but his face is almost frozen in a smile. And I really like that. I just feel like if you're going to be frozen in any position, a smile is a great choice. And so I like him. I admire him. He's in there doing his best in the pool. And uh, a week or so ago, I was doing strength training with the functional fitness equipment, which is right in front of the group exercise class. And they were doing, I think, some sort of kickboxing style aerobics class. And it's a big, diverse class. Again, None of the people look like actual fighters, and I know this because I was a fighter. They just look great, look like great people having a great exercise, great workout, and having a lot of fun. But then I see a person who's wearing a white long sleeve button down shirt, and that's what I laser focused on. I thought, huh, that's an interesting choice. And that person was doing kind of maybe a quarter of the motions everybody else was doing. But in there, and you know what? That's the judgment-free zone for me. If you are in a gym exercising, you win. I got no beef with you. And it, it was the smiling guy. And I just thought, I love him so much. And he had his, the long sleeve white and button-down shirt and black biker shorts. And he had um, tube socks halfway up his calf and some sort of sneaker slash non-sneaker type shoe. And I just thought... I love him. I love him so much because he's in there doing the best he can. And to have something like a stroke, that's a big deal. I mean, sometimes people have a minor stroke and they recover with very few consequences and good for those people. But sometimes strokes are quite often strokes leave permanent injury and permanent struggle and consequence. And I adore this man. He might possibly be my favorite favorite person in the gym because, you know, whereas so many people show up thinking, I'm not, I'm not as good as some people, so I'm, I can't be here and feel comfortable, or I, I hate my thighs, or whatever it is. Here's a guy who's got a smile stuck on his face. Again, I don't know if he likes it. I like the smile. And then he doesn't have the mobility, and he doesn't have the wardrobe, but he's in there going all out for his health. And I'm sure he's so grateful every day he walks into the gym that he gets to be there. And when he shows up in class and he gets to participate with the group and listen to the music and enjoy the instructor and the camaraderie of his classmates and do some sort of exercise that's different and unusual, his punching and kicking. Ah, I just love him. And so, you know, I am in there as a weaker person now.
I am. I am. I'm a weaker person in the gym and that's totally fine, but I'm going somewhere. So if you are afraid to go to the gym and maybe you're not the fittest person, you got to start somewhere, right? The second you walk in the gym, you're the winner. And I, and I use it, I keep talking about the gym because I actually have had these, these memories built in my actual gym, but the gym could be the playground or a trail or you, the streets of your neighborhood. You want to go walking or running or skipping around your neighborhood, you win. You win. That's you. If I would actually love to see somebody do some sort of skipping workout. That would be awesome for me to just see people skipping for distance. So if anyone wants to go do a skipping workout and report back to me, do so with video footage, you might make my entire year. That could be our thing now. We could be the skipping people, or at least on occasion. You could run some, walk some, and then do a half a mile with skipping. I bet that would probably be fairly taxing too. But whatever it is, you got to start somewhere. You know, I could go in there and be self-conscious that I'm not as fit as I used to be, but here's the deal. I don't know who in that gym knows how fit I used to be. There's a couple of people who probably think, oh, fits, she's, <laughs> she's not as strong as she was. But I don't think anyone knows. I don't think anyone cares. That's the other thing. I don't think anyone cares that I can lift less or would they even notice? So don't be so hard on yourself. Just show up, do your best, be grateful you get to be there. You know, my um, breast cancer diagnosis was to me equivalent to being hit by a Mack truck. I, boom, told I had cancer and my whole world was wrapped up in that. You know how people who get violent trauma injury and now they spend all this time in the hospital or in a doctor's office and then rehab going to recover from those injuries that's kind of the situation I was in it was just boom here you are and once I had that first dose of chemo stuff hit the fan so quickly I was a patient and I lived like a patient and I still have some patient life I'm doing but um man be prepared for it be prepared prepared and Again, while I'm not going to go into the whole breast cancer update, I can tell you that even though this was colossally difficult for me and this poor body of mine, I cannot think, I can't even fathom how much harder it would have been if I were a weak, unhealthy person to start with. I have no idea what would have happened. I mean, I'm, I am sturdy mentally, but I was pretty sturdy physically too, and this thing wreaked havoc on me. If I were not a fit girl going into this, I just, I don't know if I would have survived it. Yeah, that's that's the truth. I don't know if I would have survived it. And um, if I did survive, I probably would have spent a hell of a lot more time in the hospital. And I probably would have ended up with feeding tubes and things like that. There's just no way I could have escaped those things if I wasn't already a healthy person. So, um, you know, I... Hope absolutely zero of you ever have to face something like this. But what you should prepare for is the worst. So you prepare your body to be its best and hopefully function on the highest level for all the wonderful, fun, amazing athletic adventures you plan. And you just wake up feeling great. That's, that's wonderful in itself. But if you get hit by that truck, are you going to recover quickly? Or is it going to tear you apart? You've got some choices there. Um, so anyways, that's what I wanted to talk about. Oh, and I want to talk about the Super Bowl halftime show. Just because everybody else is talking about it. 
Um, I think, I love Shakira. Number one, I love Shakira. I think J-Lo is spectacular. And I think they're both beautiful and clearly very fit. So I think that, um, you know, as far as the drama of them being scandalous, I don't really find anything scandalous. The thing I did not enjoy was the up the crotch camera shots. And um, yeah, I did not enjoy that. And I see people online like, if you didn't like the show, you're racist against Hispanic. So that's not true. <laughs> I like the show, number one. And I certainly love Hispanics and all sorts of people. But I, uh, I don't like up the crotch shots. So if I think there was no looking at the crotch, grabbing the crotch and the thong type thing, maybe there would be no hubbub. But... Uh, other than that, I thought it was fantastic and exactly what I expected. I expected them to bring out their hits and sing a collage of them and um, dance. And they did, and they were incredible. But 50 today is different than 50 was many years ago. I remember my grandmother, I mean, I think when I was little, she was in her mid to late 50s. But she was already, you know, in the curly hair and the house coat, scooting around a house in slippers in her 50s. You know, right now, Brad Pitt is in his 50s. J-Lo is 51, I think. Age, just a number, my friends. Uh, if you think, oh, I'm 30, I, I'm just going to be overweight and out of shape and not care about myself because I'm 30 or 40 or 50, whatever, you got to stop. You got to stop. There's a better version of you, no matter who you are, um, stronger faster, more flexible, better balance. Start there. Start with making your body just a little bit better every day. And that's been my mantra all year is better is better. You know, I'm grateful for every step forward I take. So work on your physicality, work on your body and work on your hair. It's okay to do pretty makeup or shave your beard in a cool way or whatever it is. Get yourself some great clothes. I don't care what age you are. There's people of the same age looking great and feeling great. And hopefully you're listening to this and saying, Fitz, I already feel fabulous. I like my body. I like my style. I've got great hair, whatever it is. But, you know, I, I look at these women and, you know, they're performers and they perform wonderfully, but people are really harping on their age. Oh, J-Lo's 50 and Shakira's 43. Well, I think Shakira looks great if she's 23. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not thinking about their name, their ages, and the same for J-Lo. Um, but they are awesomely fit. And you can be awesomely fit at any age. In fact, we've all seen those Facebook viral videos or social media viral videos of the 86-year-old woman who's a bodybuilder. And yeah, why not be her, <laughs> right? Why not be fit like Brad Pitt? We've, If you've not seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I highly recommend it. Brad Pitt works shirtless on a roof throughout the movie and it's mighty enjoyable but um yeah there's uh, the halftime show was just fine for me I enjoyed it and uh I guess I enjoy most of them I'm not too critical of most people I do not want to see your crotch I love you all of you please do not squat into a camera and take a picture or let anybody else take a picture because I don't want to see it other than that spectacular show awesome performers very fun costumes or outfits, whatever. But yeah, think about how they're doing 
for their age and ask yourself if you are doing awesome for your age or for any age. And if, if you feel like the answer is yes, then I'm tipping my invisible hat to you and on you go. And if not, think about what you can do to do better. You know, maybe it's a different pair of pants. Maybe it's a new workout or you put some red in your hair or whatever. I just, I think we can look at them and be inspired in a variety of ways. So blah, blah, blah. But guess what? I recorded a podcast episode. Hooray! For me, it's been a long time and I apologize. And for those of you who have reached out and said, I love your podcast, please do more. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your appreciation. This has all been very hard, but I, I feel like I've broken the seal and maybe I'll be able to record a whole bunch more on a regular basis moving forward. So having said that, um, look at my race calendar at fitness on it's in the notes section of my fitness page on Facebook, and I am going to be all over the country this year. Of course, I still have Encinitas Half Marathon coming up, Los Angeles Marathon coming up. Both of those are with Rudy, which everyone loves, Rudy. And I have Buffalo Marathon with Rudy and OC Marathon with Rudy and Big Sur Marathon with Rudy. Yay, yay, yay. And I have my Wonder Woman race series back. Wonder Woman is going all over the country. Right now, I'm already scheduled to be in Tempe, in Atlanta, in Houston, in Minneapolis, St. Paul, and in Chicago. And to add the coolest cherry on top of that, there's a few events I can't be at for Wonder Woman, so my daughter, Ginger Bane, is going to be announcing those races for me. She will be in Dallas the last weekend of April and in Nashville the first weekend of May. I'm actually kind of jealous because I've been dying to work in Nashville, so I'm very happy for her. But please come to all of these races, and if you look on um, the race announcing schedule on my fitness page, you can find out where I'm going to be and you can show up. And I also offer a bunch of discount codes up there. But I love you guys. You mean the world to me. You have really added so much light to my life this past year and, in fact, my entire life. So I'm grateful to be back. Blah, blah, blahing to you. And um, I hope you guys are ready to do better and be better because that's where I'm going. I love you all. Get to work. Bye, team. Hi, this is Rudy Novotny, the voice of America's marathons. We all love how much running has benefited every aspect of our lives, so much so that most of us only wish we'd started sooner. Wouldn't it be wonderful to give the opportunity to children of today? Well, you can. The Morning Mile is a before-school walking and running program that gives children the chance to start each day in an active way while enjoying fun, music, and friends. That's every child, every day. It's also supported by a wonderful system of rewards, which keeps students highly motivated and frequently congratulated. Created by our favorite fitness expert, Fitz Kohler, morning milers across the country have run over 2 million miles and are having greater success with academics, behavior, and sports because of it. The morning mile is free to the child, free to the school, and is inexpensively funded by businesses or generous individuals. Help more kids get moving in the morning by visiting morningmile.com. Champion the program at your favorite school or find out more about sponsorship opportunities. That's morningmile.com. Long may you run.